everybody. Welcome back to Generation Broadway. We have a really fun episode this week. Super pumped to get into it. I am doing my first ever musical review, um, except I have never seen the show in person, so it's really more of just like a soundtrack review, but very exciting. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, I've kind of just like decided on the format based on what I felt was best for it, but the more I do soundtrack reviews, the more it might, like, change over time, so, yeah, we'll see, but let's get into this week's episode, where we are reviewing Fangirls the Musical. Hey, everybody, just before we get into this week's episode, there are some spoilers ahead, so keep that in mind. If you don't want to know anything about the plot of the musical, go listen to it, and then come back and listen to my review. If not, keep on listening. Kind of some basic info about the musical, um... It's an Australian musical with book, music, and lyrics by Eve Blake, and it was originally released in 2019 and was brought back in 2021 for an Australian tour, kind of post-pandemic, and it's based on interviews with hundreds of fangirls that Blake had seen, and was insp- she was inspired by Zayn Malik suddenly leaving One Direction. You kind of, to me, that's, like, very clear once you listen to the musical, but I thought that was really fun because a little bit of a backstory about me, I used to be so obsessed with One Direction. I still really like them, so I thought I would really like this musical. I was like, this might be really funny and, like, enjoyable to me and, like, relatable because I understood that kind of I was a fangirl. I knew where this was coming from. So a brief synopsis of the musical is that it tells the story of Edna and her best friends, Jules and Brianna, while they bond over their shared obsession with boy band star Harry. When the boys announce that they will be coming on tour to the girls' hometown, chaos ensues as each girl tries to get a ticket to the show. So that was kind of all I knew going into the musical. I didn't have any extra information to it. So I really kind of went in like half blind, which is cool. And yeah, I'm just going to gonna go song by song give a little bit of a review to it and then at the end I will give my like final thoughts to it say my favorite song my least favorite song like a rating out of five so yeah it starts off with let them which is a duet between Harry and Edna it is definitely more of a modern song than I was expecting but I really liked the way their voices meshed together and the song kind of reminded me of the Backstreet Boys type thing. It really had that, like, need to get the girl vibe to it, which is kind of cool. Um, after that, it's revealed that it was, like, Edna was dreaming. This never actually happened. And that kicks us off into Nobody, which I love. I love the gospel explanation that they had with teenage girls explaining their crush on boy bands. I thought it was so, so funny. And this song was when I was like, oh, this is Harry Styles. Um, I did feel like it kind of dragged on a little bit. It's a six-minute song, and it doesn't need to be, in my opinion. There's a lot of dialogue and, like, breaks in between it. And the song goes from the explanation of girls talking about why they love these, why they're fangirls, why they love these boy bands. And then it switches into the boy band performing and then it goes back into these girls singing about why they love the band so I almost personally would have preferred that to be like three separate songs with the third one being a reprise of the first um but I also feel like I don't know they kind of nailed that boy band sound like the cohesive unit which was really funny um 
the one thing I did kind of notice with this song is that it was definitely written for live theater above anything else. And I feel like this is something you see with musicals that aren't Broadway level musicals is that you really should be like watching them live. And I felt with this one, there was a lot of cuts of dialogue in between them. And maybe in a Broadway soundtrack or in a soundtrack that wasn't um, semi-professional, I feel like you wouldn't see that as much. But yeah, other than that, it was pretty good. Like it kind of hit. Um, from there, we see Wait and See. And I love a good protagonist setting the stage song. I thought it was really great. This kind of frames Edna's character really well and showing why she likes Harry so much and all of the like hope that she puts onto him. And I thought it was really cute and really sweet. And I do love a solo female protagonist, um, just like belting. And I thought it was really great. Um, after that, we have Feels So True. And this had a lot more of a techno feel to it, which I really liked because that's how they introduce Edna's internet friend and like this world of fan fiction and how fan fiction starts, how it spreads, stuff like that. So I thought it was a really creative way to kind of start explaining that. Um, it was catchy. It was peppy. Normally, I don't love the techno sound, so I think just listening to it on its own, I wouldn't love it. But knowing the plot and knowing the context of the story, it was pretty cool. And then from there, you go into Set You Free, which was kind of like a quasi-wait-and-see reprise, which I really like. I love the use of reprises. I think they're really great storytelling. <laughs> um, and I thought it was really cute. I really liked it. Uh, I almost, I wish it was a full actual reprise to clearly continue the theme since the song is only one minute, but it kind of starts as this reprise and then it like morphs into something else, which I didn't love as much. And then from there, you get another really short song through the announcement. Um, it's not even like a short song. It's just mostly dialogue, which made me think that like, oh, they're not really singing for that long. But it did help me follow the plot, which was nice, because sometimes when you're listening to soundtracks, you can get a little bit, like, mixed up in what's happening, because it's really hard to follow the plot just based on the soundtrack. I am looking at you, dear Evan Hansen. Um, so it was nice to have that, but I feel like on a re-listen, when I know the plot, I maybe wouldn't need it as much, because it essentially was just serving the purpose to be like, they're coming to a city near you. This boy band is coming. Everyone freaking out. So that was it. Um, and then it cuts from that to Actually Dead, which I love so much. And like, I'll be honest, points were made because Edna throughout like numerous times is like, why are you expecting me to spend $500 um, and like on a ticket? And that's so fair, so fair and valid. And I respect it. I love them for mentioning that. I did find with this song that the pacing was a little bit weird there was a lot of dialogue and then halfway through so I had my phone off when I was listening to this and halfway through I honestly felt like they had started a new song when Jules calls her mom to like guilt her into buying concert tickets so that was a little bit rough to listen to but again part of me is like oh I feel like if you saw that on a stage it would make more sense because you would visually be able to follow it I did think they also really killed the fangirl language of the, like, OMG, I'm literally dying, I'm dead. 
like that's just how people talk and that's how people talked in like from 2015 onwards people like that's just how fangirls spoke so I think that kind of helped me like immerse myself and be like oh she knows what she's talking about because I've said that before (laughs) um which was really funny and then after that it kind of goes into got no chill which starts with a dance break which is interesting because I feel like normally you got to have a little bit of singing and then a dance break but um I again it might have made sense visually it's kind of hard to tell with stuff like that purely based on listening I didn't love that that's how they kicked it off because it was like kind of boring start to the song um I did like the little like spy techno beat that they brought back in because they were bringing back the like internet friend that was something I thought was really cool it's like there was clearly like a theme of whenever Edna's friend through social media appears they bring back this techno sound that you never hear outside of that so that was like really nice and easy to follow thematically Again, though, there was a lot of dialogue with just, like, no music in the background, so it kind of pulls you away, and I feel like it maybe didn't necessarily need to be in the the soundtrack of it so much. Like, it's probably essential to the show, and it, like, helped me follow the plot to it better, but it just didn't need, like, it didn't help me listen to it, because it kind of pulls you away. Um... And, like, honestly, so far, I kind of like this one the least because it stops and starts so much. I really liked the techno, but then it just keeps going and it pulls you out. It stops you from really enjoying it because you're vibing to the music. And then, like, oh, here's some dialogue again, but now we're going to vibe to the music again. But, nope, more dialogue. We're going to keep going with the dialogue. So I kind of wish they just stuck to the music. But anyways, after that, you have Don't Exist. Which I think is a really good setup for what Harry is and who he is as a person and how he exists and just the unhinged behavior that fangirls exhibit and the fans exhibit when they're talking to celebrities and just like the things they say. It's so absurd. Um, and I really liked the transition of like fans talking to Harry about how great he is and how much they love him to Edna's mom talking to Edna about how great she is and how much she loves her. I thought that was really cool. Um, It was very heartbreaking because Edna's mom has this feeling of like, I place all my hope on you. I love you so much. I'm always here for you. And that's how Edna feels about Harry. And she kind of like ignores her mom. So it was like, a little bit upsetting at the end very emotional very raw moment but i feel like it was also a really good way to like put some weight to how intensely these fangirls are feeling um and then in a total moment of whiplash you go from this super raw and emotional moment to the night of our lives which is like the girls are getting ready for the concert and they're talking about how hot they are and how they're gonna, like, they're convinced that they're gonna win over these boy band members and they're gonna fall in love with them. And it's just, like, it's it's jarring to hear the transition of the two. And I kind of liked it. I like that, like, one friend is having an emotional crisis and the other two are just, like, partying. So that was kind of funny to me. Um, I also feel like it was very accurate to how teenage girls prep for concerts with, like, sending each other selfies and being like oh what do you think about this what are your thoughts like let me give me your opinions can I borrow this of yours um so that was kind of cool and again just like really like kept me interactive with it by being like hey I do that 
so that was funny um they also feel like so this was this song was the end of act one that was their act one finale and at first i was like i didn't realize it until closer to the end of the song where you started to hear like the stakes are ramping up they're going to the concert you learn like everyone's storyline is kind of coming to a head um and you really because for the first half of the musical i didn't entirely understand jules and brianna's storyline and then this song kind of helped to frame it of like showing what they wanted to get out of the concert which was either like boys attention or the attention of this boy band um so it's like a pretty good it was a strong ending for act one it could have been a bit better but it was pretty strong and i liked that um so yeah that brings us to the end of act one and moving into act two we are at the concert we have concert medley opens the second act and i was laughing so hard because it was such a perfect cheesy ripoff of one direction five seconds of summer backstreet boys like it was oh my gosh it was so like i was having flashbacks and it was so good and excellent and they just sounded like they took those out of an actual a boy band album it was so funny and they included like the tone deaf song about change that every boy band sings and it was hilarious and i feel like i have no proof of this but i just know that in a stage production they are doing terrible choreo that's like all synchronized and awful and it was really like a funny way to kind of bring you back into the show because i feel like when you're watching it you would have an intermission, you'd have a 20 minute break between them. So that was like a nice way to pull you back in and like warm you back up to like the chaos of this musical. After that, you have Nobody acoustic version, which was still the concert, but ultimately I kind of forgot about it. I didn't find it that interesting. I didn't find it like there's nothing really bad about it, but there was also nothing that really stood out about it. It, it was a, I'm sure it, had reason but i felt like you could have taken out the song and it maybe wouldn't have changed the plot that much um but after that you move on to panic which is when people are first reacting to the news that harry has been kidnapped and it's like kind of vibey like you're having a good time listening to all these teenage girls freaking out and then there's just a line about harry's mom being like please give me back my son i miss him so much and i was like very jarringly pulled out that I was like oh my gosh like this poor mother is freaking out um and that kind of threw me because I was having fun I was enjoying myself and then I was like so like I don't know why but I was suddenly so concerned about his mother that I was like he's a person so it kind of did a good job of like throughout the whole first act he is framed as holier than now and then he gets kidnapped and you need to like view him as a person so that was kind of a good way of framing him by being like he has a mom and he has people that love him and want him back in their lives which was cool um and then you get become brand new which i found again to be very like stop and start with the dialogue which i don't really love um but i really like that this highlighted edna's speech about who her perception of Harry is versus who he actually is. Oh, I totally don't know if I've mentioned this before, but um, between Act 1 and Act 2, Edna has kidnapped Harry. So that happened. Um, and it's kind of revealed during this number and during Panic that Edna has Harry in her bedroom. Um, but I like that they touched on her perspective and how, like, how she views Harry is not who he actually is because she has this understanding in his brain that he 
hates being in the boy band. And you kind of learn that that's not necessarily true. It's just that she has put her perception of him into reality. Um, and then it was, like, nice because there's this nice little minute where he starts, like, singing with her. And I love their harmonies. They have a really great duet voice together. Um, and he's, like, agreeing with her to run away and they'll, like, go and, like, abandon life. Uh, and then it was a fake out and it was really great. And I enjoyed that. <laughs> um, and then it gets into disgusting and i loved it i loved it so much it was such a good song it focused on the insecurities of the 13 14 year olds and honestly i genuinely think that 13 14 year old girls are made up fun of viciously for no reason they can't like anything and there was such a thing that we saw with big boy bands like One Direction people always made fun of teenage girls for liking One Direction and so they kind of like took that theme and ran with it of also talking about why each character is doing what they're doing so you have Jules who is so lustful after guys but it's because she's insecure about the way she looks and then you have um Brianna who is so like she's going through this whole thing with her parents divorce and that's why she's acting the way she is she's doing it for attention from her parents and it's just like adds so much of an extra level to this song and I loved it so much and then it starts I loved how the song was laid out because it starts with the three main female characters talking about their own insecurities and then it kind of expands to the like entire ensemble of female actors and the whole show and it's amazing because it talks about how all of these girls are insecure and that's why they're going through what they're going through and why they're acting the way they do and I loved it. I thought it was great. It was an excellent way to frame what is happening in the show and how they're all feeling in that moment. It was so good. Um, and then after that was Brave Thing, and like, guys, you know on this podcast we love a good mom song, and this delivered. It was so good. I was very emotional. I was like riding the high of disgusting, and then this one just like hit me. It was so sad to like hear this this woman talking about how hard it is to connect with her daughter and how she's trying so hard, but she just cannot get through. And it was such a like good pause to be like yeah teenage girls are also like very insecure but also they their actions do have ramifications and the way they're acting is not just like a cry for attention they like people are caring for them it's just hard when you're like a mother-daughter duo and it was so good i loved it and i thought the actress did an amazing job she sounded excellent and then after that like very solo individual moment you have justice which i loved it was so good it was amazing so it starts off with these like military battle sounds talking about how um like teenage girls reactions to harry going missing and they're at these like vigils that people have thrown for him and like honor of him um and then you're like vibing and it takes this huge call out of how teenage girls are portrayed in the media and inherent sexism and I was hooked. I was so invested from this point because they're like talking about how the media is so sexist towards teenage girls and how they are made fun of for liking these boy bands and how the news isn't reporting about how Harry's been kidnapped or has gone missing. They're reporting how funny it is that these girls are so upset. And I was so hooked. It was so good. I said it briefly earlier but i genuinely think that teenage girls get made fun of like nobody else on the internet and i love that we are talking about that and bringing that into perception um 
and it was just amazing and there was a few lines my favorite line arguably in the whole show was like why should we hide our feelings because they annoy you oh because it isn't what the boys do is so good and then there's like immediately following that is this comparison of like sure my dad and my brother can cry over soccer matches but i can't like a band without getting like i'm labeled emotional and erratic because i like a band it was amazing it was amazing (laughs) um and i was very surprised with this like feminist take because it was kind of like i would say very latent throughout the the beginning of the show you could see certain elements of it maybe if I was really looking hard and then this one was like no we're nailing it on the head and it was amazing it was so good and I loved it um and so then after that like big high we have our 11 o'clock number this huge moment um in silly little girl where Edna realizes that she's never going to be taken seriously no matter what she does at this point She's kidnapped Harry. She's debating what she should do, how she should let him go, how if she should, like, kind of for a minute it sounds like she's contemplating killing him, which is spicy. But yeah, it's this heartbreaking number because she realizes that this connection she had with Harry and this love she felt for him was all in her head. And he's not there for her. He doesn't understand what she's going through. And again, they come in with this, like, hot feminist take of, like, calling out Harry, being like, no, your words matter what you say matters and you're impacting my life and he has an impact on fans so she kind of like makes him realize that and it's really nice and I love it and then after that we kind of we're starting to see the wrap-up of the story so we get into the woods uh which is like a nice cute little moment of reconciliation mixed in with panic and chaos so we see all three friends kind of come back together and they're all friends again which is very sweet um and something, this song really pointed out something to me in Blake's writing that I really, really like is that she is able to hold audiences in suspense kind of with her music. Like, you don't really know what's going to happen, and you're, like, on the edge of your seat. And it was really cool, and I felt like this song really highlighted that. Um, yeah, then after that, we go into Nobody Reprise. And like I said, I love a good reprise moment. This was very nice. Um, I will say, though... It was kind of a funny exposition song and nothing more than that. I did like the flash forward in the show. There was like a nice little moment where it talks about women in their 30s and their 40s, like later on in life, still liking the band, but they're not as obsessed with it. And that was kind of cool to be like, no, I really like their music. And I think at the end of the day, that's all I liked, which was nice. Um, And then bringing us home with maybe we're more which really kind of drives home this message of like girls are enough and the world might knock you down but you just gotta be yourself and it'll all be okay and it's like a really nice ending note a very lovely positive thought that I think kind of wraps up the story really well that ultimately Harry goes back to the life he had and then these three girls are still friends they learn to accept themselves a little bit more and i thought it was really like a sweet note to end on it was very nice okay so that was kind of like a rundown of all of the songs in the show so my final thoughts would be i kind of came into this thinking it would just be a funny show that you could turn your brain off and watch and when i say that there's nothing wrong with those musicals i think people discredit that a lot and there's nothing wrong with it. Those can be very, very entertaining. It's just, like, you can't evaluate it then on the same scale that you would evaluate a critical thinking musical. 
they're not the same thing. And I would never hold this musical to the same standards that I would hold Next to Normal to, because, you know, they're two very different musicals. But anyways, thinking that it was just going to be like a silly little thing to listen to, I got sucker punched by that profound message of feminism and societal pressures on teenage girls. It hit me like a sledgehammer. I was floored because I didn't clue in because I spent the first half of the musical being like, this is just like a fun thing to listen to. So I didn't really clue into the like latent feminist messages until it was in your face. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, the only thing I will say is that like, I kind of wish they were a bit more evident from the beginning because they really sucker punched me and I really loved it when they did come through, but I just wish you could see that a little bit more at the beginning of the show instead of just at the, like, the last quarter, or the last three, two-thirds, whoa, sorry, fractions, rather than just in the last third of the musical, you know? Um, like I said, I used to be, a, I still kind of am a huge, like, One Direction boy band fan, so I was, like, very personally... I felt seen by this. I was like, wow, this was for me. I understand what they're going through. I have used this language before. Uh, so that was kind of like a nice thing that like I said it a few times in my soundtrack analysis that I was like, you know, they really nail it. They really nail the culture of like how fangirls act and like at 13, 14, 15, when this is like your entire world and you love them. So I thought like that was really cool and I really related to that um, probably more than I should have. <laughs> which was great my only like kind of my kind of negative thing about it is that the pacing was kind of odd especially in the first act there was a big mix of dialogue and music and I kind of wish that the dialogue just wasn't as present I think it would have been a lot better if it wasn't there because it kind of pulls you away a little bit and I think it's one thing when you have dialogue with music in the background we've seen that in other musicals and I think that's okay because the themes are still there so you can still hear it and you still know what's happening but honestly sometimes during the change between dialogue and music I like thought the song it was a new song and it wasn't um so it just kind of like pulled me away a little bit broke my immersion and it was like a little bit difficult to listen to because of that but yeah overall it was pretty good again I thought it would not be that serious and it ended up like really hitting hard so yeah, I would say overall my favorite song was either Disgusting or Justice. I loved it. I loved both of those so much that I was like, this is amazing, and I was so floored by them. Um, and my least favorite song was probably Got No Chill. I just, I don't know. I felt like it was a lot of stop and start. It wasn't really my favorite style of music to listen to with the like techno beats and it just wasn't that compelling to me. It was definitely, like, a plot-based song. Like, it was definitely in there to move the plot forward. Um, and I think they really ended up prioritizing that, which is fine. But then it just, like, wasn't my fave. But yeah, overall, I would rate this musical a 3.5 out of 5. I think it was really good. It was really, it was very entertaining to listen to. I think it would be very entertaining to hear or to watch it live, too. I can only imagine what the sets and the costumes must look like. Um, but, you know, still with its flaws, still with its things that I didn't necessarily like. So, yeah, that's the end of my little review.
Alrighty, everybody, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you so very much for tuning in to our first ever soundtrack review. It's very exciting for me. Um, what did you guys think of it? What do you think of the format I did for it? Did you like it? Did you maybe not like it so much? Would you listen to the musical based on the review I gave? Let me know. I'm very curious to see this and like if I change it for how I review soundtracks later on. Yeah, that's it for this week's episode. Stay tuned. I will see you guys next time.